0: Double Feature ah, sixer. Two Friends,
1: Two Movies, and Too Much to drink.
2: I'm Travis ah. And I'm Nathan <laughs> Hey, there you guys are
1: It's a classic double feature today as Nathan and Travis talk Cohen Brothers Will Nathan get that new pomade he's been talking about? Will Travis return the stolen Huggies? Find out today, it's Raising Arizona and Oh Brother Where Art Thou Nathan
2: Sweet Travis Six Pack Double Feature You can put six packs of soda in here What's going on, buddy? Hey! How you doing? Great. Just great? You want me to be fucking Tony the Tiger? It's great! I think that's probably copyrighted, so... Welcome to Six Pack Double Feature. I'm not Jerry. And I'm not Bill. And this is not not the the morning. morning. (laughs) Hope you guys enjoyed last week. Princess Bride and Splash. Not in that order. Strike that. Reverse it. We had fun recording it. I don't remember it. Um, that is my bad. <laughs> You'll remember it later when you have to go back and edit it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Editing's always fun. Um, this until week, it's not until it's not. <laughs> this week, we decided to uh, hit up. I think these two movies are similar in a couple ways. Tone. They're, yeah.
1: They're,
2: they're trash tone, southernish, and then Coen Brothers. Yeah. Take on that. So trash tone. Goofy trash trash tone. I believe they were a ska band from Memphis, back in the. Late they cover seventy right?
1: songs, like the Mighty Mighty Bosstones.
2: Did the Bosstones do seventies? Co- Did they do covers?
1: No, maybe I'm thinking a different band. Yeah. not Mighty Mighty
2: Bosstones. No, not a big fan of ska. Anyway, <laughs> this week we're doing Raising Arizona,
1: and Oh Brother, Where Art Thou?
2: Two of my favorite Coen Brothers movies. Let's hear a trailer. This little mommy had five kids. This little mommy couldn't have none. <laughs> So her ex-con husband just borrowed one.
0: <laughs> and the fun has just begun.
1: I've been taking these huggies and whatever cash you got.
0: Hold on, Nathan. We're going to go pick up daddy.
1: Racing Arizona.
0: It ain't Ozzy awesome, Harriet. Rated TG13.
2: Man, just hearing that. that it was, ain't Ozzy uh, and awesome. Harriet. What? What area of the country was that TV spot pulled from? I have no idea. Okay. It did not That's say. the same TV spot that I had.
1: On. There was like three or four, and they were all very similar, and this one was the best they definitely, audio quality as well.
2: They definitely tagged it with that. It ain't all Zoon Harriet. Harriet. Uh, there
1: was one where it's like, if they're your neighbors, move.
2: There was one of those. I remember things. that. <laughs> I saw this. The first time I saw Raising Arizona, I was 10. And like- Almost half the movies we talk about on here, Sunday afternoon, Fox 45, straight out of Dayton, Ohio. And the trailer that they showed mm-hmm. made this look like the jam packed thrill a minute plane ride, wackiest fucking comedy you've ever seen.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it is wacky. and But not but it's for not, a 10 year old wacky. No, it's not
2: a 10 year old wacky. And I remember watching it going, like, I'm supposed to think this is funny. So I'm, I, I watched it. And you then were I was deceived. And I was at school the next day talking to. Like friends about, did you see that movie Raising Arizona yesterday? And they were like, no. no. And I was like, there's this one scene where she calls the guy a warthog from hell. Like they're going to laugh at it and nobody – because this isn't for 10-year-olds. No. I mean, it wasn't like – it was on TV, so whatever – Bill, that
1: mother scratcher.
2: <laughs> whatever bad shit would be in it was edited out. and It wasn't it – just I just didn't understand it, but I I thought I did. You understood what you thought you understood? Yeah was cut all out, of it went over me i was like hey dan from roseanne's in this cool why is he like he's, he's like a dirtbag in this he's yeah. not a very likable guy what the fuck
1: i actually really like um evelyn um damn it what are their names again um gail It's gail and Evel. the brothers
2: yeah william forsyth there's and john goodman they
1: are the every character in this movie is so much more well-spoken than they should be for the type of characters that they're I playing. I think that's part of the that's charm. That's part of the charm with that comes with the Coen Brothers movie, and
2: we'll get to that with oh brother a little Correct. bit later. But uh
1: there's just <laughs> you're right. I hadn't thought about it for um, this one, especially when they're talking. That they just Evelyn and Gale are talking to each other, and it's just how they how they go back and forth, and it's like oh, they really they speak really well, and. I mean so does so does H. I. You know, especially when he's writing his letters and stuff. Yeah. Um but there's just something about uh a Coen Brothers movie and their particular type of humor that other writers or or directors that can rarely
2: duplicate it. It's like Tarantino comes close. They're, it just in a different way. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like
1: it's their own brand. Yeah. Like no one else can really
2: do me. You know or how do like, them. Yeah. Their writing is like uh, if you were gonna describe their writing visually, it's like, well fuck, they do it with Oh Brother Where Art Thou when it's all like color washed. Yes. It's just kinda off. Their world is kind, kind of, of off. Kinda bent, kinda left and of Sometimes
1: it's really off, depending and on the movie. It's so
2: fucking refreshing and it's so fun to to see and be a part of. I think they're one of their yeah, worlds. Yeah,
1: they're definitely a different breed of like filmmakers, you know. Like they don't make a lot of them like them. The characters that they write they really like especially with their comedies like this one yes they pop off the screen like they do they are, and it was funny cuz i came across this reference later before and i had already written this down but they're they're like looney tune like <laughs> like live action looney yeah. tune cartoon characters especially in their comedies and i guess when i was reading up a little bit of something specific for this and i guess that um Simon Pegg had had made the same comparison, and I okay. was like, "Oh, they're like live action, like cartoon characters." How old
2: you were you the first time you saw this? Out of high school. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I, I put down here um, probably my first or second year out of high school. Once I started getting into filmmaking, it it might have been soon after I saw Fargo. Um, oh, okay. So you okay? Yeah, okay. it was not something that that came across uh, that I came across before mm, that because. Fargo was weird, dark, funny, and fucked up, and I was like, what else have these guys
2: done? What? When was the last time up until watching it for this? Three you, nights ago well, before that? Before that, yeah. When Had you seen it? Easily 10.
1: I had, I've had it on DVD it, it, for a while. It, it's been a
2: minute for me, too. It,
1: it, it, my DVD copy is so old that they didn't even uh, adapt it for anamorphic widescreen
2: and so so did you forget that francis mcdormand was in it
1: oh i totally forgot that was one of the other things i wrote down here specifically yeah. i'm like oh shit i forgot that she was in as this.
2: soon as she popped up i was like oh shit, yeah. yes i fucking love her have you seen nomadland not yet i'm there's the plan but okay. i have not yet i knew it i knew it would come up it's very good sweetly funny touching almost makes you want to quit your job sell all your shit and buy a van and just travel but <laughs> then you see her shit in a bucket that's what i
1: that was one of the comparisons. They're not comparisons. One of the things that was mentioned in like the opening uh, of the Golden Globes is that <laughs> that Francis
2: McDormand poops in a bucket. Uh, it's it's good. You should check it out. And by the time you guys are hearing this, it's an old fucking movie. Now. Um, what doesn't work? Actually, it's time for a two-sentence summary, Nathan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is, is that that's your music, Porky the P- Porky Pig? It's is what it uh, like. Chuck
2: Jones. It's well, no, yeah, it's actually so, called the Rubber Band, and it was kid. a little. It was a little.
1: So I get that, and you get the fucking fantastic shit when you do yours. The fa-
2: it's the fucking. I, it's, I, well, I, I, yeah, I think you're stretching the meaning of the word fantastic. It's the it's, Canon Films logo. Whatever, it's open. better
1: than. Make an armpit farts. <laughs> it's funny.
2: Yours is dorky and funny and mine it. is over the top and like with, that's the opposite. Normally your two sentence summaries are way over the top. That's why you get the short music. And then mine are like real quick, stabby, and that's why I get the long thing. It's funny. Deal Fuck with you. it. <laughs> move, move past it. What's your two sentence summary? You know what? Fuck you, you're getting music again. <laughs> I hate you. It's funny. That's you... funny. Okay, go.
1: <laughs> Following a series of unfortunate events, Nicholas Cage and Holly Hunter think that stealing a baby from a wealthy family will solve all of their problems. It does not. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> See you. I love, I love it. I'm proud of you. That took effort. Don't expect it every time. I don't, but don't I, you're like, I
2: don't. I can't wait to describe to you what my favorite scene is. Um, <laughs> I'm seeing it here on the side notes.
1: <laughs> I love Barry Sonnenfilm's camera work in this movie. Like <sighs> like three o'clock high, it's so kinetic, yes. all of the mm. movement. Either he went to the to Joel and Ethan or Joel and Ethan went to Barry and said, We want the camera right here. Was this I can do that.
2: Was this their first, second? Second film. Blood Simple was their first?
1: Sonnenfeld did that one as well. Okay,
2: I've never seen Blood Sonnenfeld Simple. Sonnenfeld did the
1: first three. I need to bring Blood Simple over. It's dark. You'd it, like it. Is it funny? Think, no, okay. not at all. Okay. It is, it is... I'll <laughs> give it a pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, is it even like dark, the, is darkly funny? No, it is on the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to dark shit that the Coen brothers can do and goofy shit like this. Because this okay. movie apparently was the... Polar opposite. They wanted to do something that was so far on the opposite side of the spectrum, and so I that's mean, why they did this. This is, the movie's so, still dark. Yes, but in a bug, wait. Wait, in a, in yeah, a, wait till a, you watch Blood Simple, and then, okay. then tell me. Uh, but I just love how, like, either it's the steady cam work, the close-ups, the bizarre angles, uh, specific framing that he's known for, that the fluidity of the camera moving, where there are just certain images that only he was really pulling off and he seemed to be like one of the, one of the very small handful of like DPs that were like really playing with that. Cause he started taking like photography when he was maybe in high school. Okay. And so he started as a DP. I think he started in like porn for a very short period of time before he moved on. Oh, to Hal like, Freeman. Yeah. Uh,
2: uh, one of my favorite shots in this movie is, I can't remember his name, the biker, the warthog from hell. There's, the, there's a there's uh, a a camera mounted to his bike. Yeah, and when he
1: turns and you're it's just like
2: so fucking like, smooth, you're man. You're just
1: wondering, like, oh god, is he gonna scrape the and
2: it's the lit, asphalt? It's lit in that like early early morning, fucking sandy, deserty mm-hmm. red sky in morning. Neighbor, take warning, kind of look. Oh yeah, and then the the fire coming out of the exhaust on it. That's a fucking gorgeous shot, man. Uh you're right. That the camera, I didn't really notice the camera work in it because I it's so
1: frenetic but it's just it, it works so well i also just love that whole like action sequence of when he decides that he's going to rob a convenience store or rob a no it was rob a convenience store to first to start with <laughs> 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 and then his wife takes off and then he can't chasing yeah. yeah just that whole sequence is just so fucking funny the pacing is so great it's just <laughs> well what doesn't work um
2: yeah, me either. <laughs> it's a Brothers okay, movie, man. Okay,
1: this film rarely lacks in anything. Uh, it's the perfect length. It's just over 90 minutes. It gets in and out without wearing you out with its wackiness. But if I were to nitpick, it'd probably have to do with how almost everyone talks like they're either from the from Texas or the South. And yet they're all in Arizona. Everyone talks in this movie like they sh- like this movie should be called like Raising Alabama, which or Raising Arkansas. Why? That's it, the only thing that bothers me when I really kind of pick why, at it.
2: Why isn't his accent in Con Air as good as it is here? <laughs> yeah, right. Because here he's just he's doing like a a, a watered down Elvis. Yeah, kind of. And that would that would have easily fucking passed in Con Air, as opposed to the garbage he did in Con Air.
1: This is probably one of the only handful of films that I really actually enjoy watching that he's in. I, like, may, there may I be about five. That's what I said.
2: Normally, and, I don't like Nicolas Cage, but as high, he is fucking gold, dude. Do you know,
1: do you know what his first name is? H.I.
2: McDonough. No.
1: I don't know what the I stands for, but when he was writing the letter right before he was going to leave, uh-huh. uh, he signed the letter as Herbert.
2: Oh yes, I, I remember that now. Um, this n- nothing doesn't work in this movie. This movie fires, like you said, it's ninety minutes. That's that's fucking short for a Cohen movie.
1: It is, especially um, the uh, the older that they got, the longer in, in and the tooth that they got with their edits sometimes. And
2: that's okay. Every, it's it's like everything in this was planned. There wasn't. I eh, just leave it in. It was like every detail, every little thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's almost like – it's probably due to – my thought is budgetary constraints. They shot everything that they needed and they didn't shoot anything they didn't. You know what I mean? That's how this plays. Like there's nothing – there's nothing wasted. Even when you get like Gail and Evel like in the like gas station bathroom where they're just – they the pomade and pulling you know they're getting their pompadours ready, they're fucking covered in mud and shit. Yeah. But they gotta make sure that their hair is looking good. I wish While it Well, as been. dumb as that is, it just it, it fits the tone of this movie just perfectly. I wish, you know? wish,
2: wish it would have been either Fop or Dapper Dan.
1: I know, right?
2: <laughs> I, I wish that that retroactively that would have been a callback later for it to be uh, a connection to Oh, Brother Where Art though. And I looked when it when when it was coming up I looked and I was yeah, like it's not. yeah it's not they, and it went
1: so fast anyway um, it was funny that the name of the grocery store that 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 high runs through is called Double Coupons <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that it, I was just like hold on I backed it up about 5 seconds. no I, yeah Double Coupons but just how that just the camera
2: moves and he's just running his
1: ass off through that okay, whole thing. Okay, fuck it. This
2: is my favorite scene. I call it the, Mar- the 1986 Maricopa County Huggies Run.
1: It is the Huggies Run.
2: And <laughs> we'll be taking the Huggies and uh, any cash you, you got. got <laughs> Son, you know you got a panty you on, on your head? head. <laughs> I didn't realize how much screaming was in this movie.
1: There was more like, uh ah! especially the guy who's driving high around towards the end <laughs> before he gets thrown out of the front window because the windshield has completely been shot out or whatever. Yes. Thank um, you, <laughs> and then runs through the house. It's like you said yeah,
2: that—that's yeah. my favorite scene. The the huggies run, and it's just fucking. And it's funny. It's wacky, but it's fucking action packed, man. Yeah, like it's cut like an action scene. I mean, it is. It's stunt driving and, and gunshots and all that shit. But fuck, man, it's and the music with the
1: and they've had yeah. There's like there's a lot of connections with this one and old brother like. This is like yodely, yep. whistly. That's why we picked so, them. Yeah.
2: Spoilers, gang.
1: Well, I never <laughs> really made all of the connections that these two really linked together until watching them within like two to three nights apart. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm like, boy, there is a reason why these are all so
2: similar. Yeah. And
1: why these really work.
2: The Paul maid, Holly Hunter. Yeah. And their Duell husband. I'm a damn, she- damn man. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't movement. want fop. Dan, man. Uh, I fucking love Holly Hunter. At least I can't stand her voice. I can see why. Because she
1: talks out, almost talks out of the side of her mouth. I know. Like her can, accent comes. But yeah. I can see why. It doesn't bother me, but I, I, I understand it. Um, what was the last thing that I hadn't specifically noted is that this movie is like a bizarre and deranged like fable. <laughs> You know, yeah. like – and most of it is because of of High's narration of the film. I forgot – there's like almost 11, 12 minutes before you get the opening credits. Like that whole lead up of him just talking about everything. Yeah. And then finally deciding to be better and not be a uh, – Piece of shit. A, what is it? A recidivist or – Recidivist, yeah. Recidivist, a, a repeat, Recidiv- repeat offender. Yeah. Um, turn to the left. Turn to the right. <laughs> uh oh okay well that reminds me that's that's my that's my favorite scene Look, give me one second here They got a name for people like you hi That name is called recidivism
0: Repeat offender not a pretty name is it High? No sir that's one bonehead name but that ain't me anymore You're not just telling us what we want to hear No sir no way Cause we just want to hear the truth Well Then I guess I am
1: telling you what you want to hear, boy. Didn't we just tell you not
0: to do that? Yes, sir.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just the 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 banter—not even banter, but it's just that back and forth. It's
2: just like the daughters going, "Like he's a suitor, he's a suitor, he's bonafide." They're like, it's like they
1: play off each other like instruments almost. Like, yes, sir. This is your part. This is your part. Just do hit, 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 hit. She's hit the five and dime buying nipples. I, li- not to. We'll get into it later. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, w- it has some of the most intelligent responses to the, like. Uh, all right, hold on.
0: All right, hey, seats! It's a stick up. Everybody freeze! Everybody down on the ground. Well, which is it, young feller? You want ice should freeze or get down on the ground? mean to say, if I freeze, I can't rightly drop. And if I drop, I'm going to be in motion. You see? Shut up! Okay, then. Everybody down on the ground! Y'all can just forget that part about freezing now. Better still to get down there. Yeah, y'all hear that, don't you? Wanna fill this up, partner? We gotta... Shit! where did all the towers go? We're down here, sir. They're over there on the ground like you commanded, Gail. I told you not to use my damn name. Can't you even try to keep them forgetting that? Not even your code name? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my code name. Y'all hear that? We use the code names. All right, everybody. We're just about ready to begin the robbery proper.
2: It's more of that... uh. Well, you said if I saw something weird, I should phone it in. <laughs> it's funny looking to- at <laughs> So I phoned it in.
1: They they have to be able to deliver, not just deliver the dialogue, but they have to deliver it in the right tone, the the right inflections, because you have to feel that tennis ball back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Like- you have to have good actors. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, there's so much subtlety in the humor. Some of it's like so over the top, but then it's just... Well, you're asking me
2: something so stupid and absurd. They're fucking you just children. To, yeah, those are two. Those are two eight year olds trying to rob a bank. Yes, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, I love John Goodman. <laughs> well, uh, which is it, fella? You want me to <laughs> freeze or get, or get down John on the, the ground? <laughs> just to, real quick, back to my favorite scene. Uh, this it's so chaotic.
1: What did you call it again? The the 1986
2: Maricopa County Huggies Fun Run. Huggies Fun Run. Yeah. Um, when oh, the uh, the that cop is just bucking shots off at him while he's running down the street, like there's a cop just openly just firing, firing these...
1: in the fucking grocery
2: store with, and his, shit. with yeah. his noisy cricket. You know,
1: everybody has a gun too. You ever noticed everybody? No, out not
2: till you said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Eventually, like the like the first convenience store that he's at, that guy pulls out his gun, and one of the kids pulls out his gun. And
2: I'm no, yeah. gonna save. I'm gonna save what I was just about to ask you, because it'll come up in my recasting, which is actually next, but. Uh are you ready for that? Do you have anything? Uh, I don't. Did you do Magic Wand or did you do Rick I did Asin?
1: Magic Wand, but uh, it it's not a cop out, but I really didn't fuck. I, I don't like really, you saying cop out well, no, cuz that makes me feel uh, no, makes me afraid of mine. Don't be afraid of yours. I the I was trying to think of other directors that kind of sometimes had their own flavor okay. that no one else had like you said like tarantino or thing like that and i said i would love to see a re-envisioning of this movie by the likes of maybe wes anderson i think wes oh, anderson God. i think wes anderson could pull it off though you know what i mean it
2: would be more subtle
1: yes but he's kind of in that there he's not the same breed but they're not in the at same all sport, but he, he you has know? His,
2: well not the same eh, the same league <laughs> Different leagues. I, I I know what you're saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? They both have a definitive style.
1: Yeah. And yeah. sometimes it's very similar. Sometimes – because he can do that really good slapstick at the same time, but then
2: – But it's so – his slapstick yeah, is so is, dry. Would it, it be is. Owen Wilson as high?
1: I don't know. I didn't recast. I just wrote that down. I said wow. I would – Wow.
2: We'll be taking the hug. I said,
1: yeah. I'm not sure how I would recast it, however, but I feel like he's probably one of the very few select directors that could probably handle the material – in the same way outside of Tarantino
2: yeah Tarantino would be not a one-to-one swap out but it would be no. much closer correct to what the Coens do okay no I, I, I would pay for that I'd pay to see that one night only one night only <laughs> uh, Wes Anderson directs Racing Arizona
1: <laughs> sorry it'd have to
2: be Manhattan though Raising Manhattan no he's, every, he's been everywhere he's been Budapest he's been Manhattan no right. Wes Anderson's Racing Arizona Music by, uh, was that? So bar? your magic wand was a re- Fire
1: <laughs> was a recasting, right? Yes. Okay.
2: So, do you think they base my name as Earl on this? I never really thought about it like that, but no, that's. So there's, there's. I was.
1: You know, when they go to, we're t- ready to pop, honey. Like the the picture was about to take. Yeah. I swear, I thought his eyes were going to close, and now when I'm thinking that. I was thinking, my think, name is Earl, and so I think they pulled. I think
2: they pulled some definite tones from this for my name is Earl. Oh, definitely. Now. And I don't hate him for it. No, but that's I chose Jason Lee in an Earl like. Or oh, that's a Earl. good. That's he would be a good high. Yeah, he would be a good high. Trying to change his life, better person. Correct. But... Karma change Earl. Uh, so that's my that's my high, for Ed. It's been a minute. Uh, I don't totally agree with it, but I also agree with it. Salma Hayek. Here's why. Because <laughs> it's Salma Hayek. There's well, my, There's my reason. Case Yeah, but closed. Holly Hunter's a little spitfire. Correct. And Salma Hayek is also, she can play a little spitfire. Correct. And I, I went with that. Also, we've been watching a lot of My Name is Earl, and there's the uh, Catalina Earl thing. Oh, all right. I think is what yeah. I was going for mm-hmm. there. Um, <laughs> for Gale, Seth Rogen. Oh, yeah. Different tone, but kind of big, dumb, fun guy. For Evel... Danny McBride. <laughs> so you'd have Seth Rogen and Danny McBride as the two Pompadour brothers.
1: Yeah, if you don't know how those two work together, just watch Pineapple Express. There you go. For the biker, the
2: Warthog from Hell. <sighs> oh, and that's be interesting. Sam Elliott. Oh. All right. Straight up cold. Just he's <laughs> he beat Debo ass and he cold. <laughs> that's it.
1: I almost thought about writing this one down for future reference if we ever did another fight sequence, the fight fight scenes. The fight scene between the the warthog from Hell and High is very one-sided. But the timing is so perfect when he gets thrown down to the ground and he's beat all the shit. And then he's just got that one. And then he feels bad. He's like holding up the pin. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And then and he blows up. Uh, uh, uh,
2: uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, that is that, the biker is played, I think, brilliantly by Tex Cobb. Yeah. He's just, he's almost, uh, fuck, there's, they do it in another movie. He's he's a force of nature. He's almost not a bounty hunter. He's a force of nature. Was he high on cocaine? Because his nose...
1: Fucking really, probably, dude. His nose is plugged up like a mother. That's, he, that's how he sounds. Is that
2: how he always sounded? Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember. He is in one of my other favorite movies, Police Academy 4. Uh, <laughs> not even making that up. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much. That's my Magic Wander recast. I recast. As absurd as this story is,
1: I still find it funny that Edwina had no problem with stealing a baby because she was barren and couldn't have one, but didn't want his buddies who had just broken out from jail to be in the house because they're wanted fugitives.
2: Yeah. The one of my, it's not my favorite scene. But it's one of my favorite jokes. It's, it's quick is when he, <laughs> he comes back after stealing the baby. He's like, I think I got the best one. And he hands her over to Nathan Jr. or whatever. Right. And she's just – she breaks down and she's like, I
1: love him so much. She's like half, like, crying. I love him so much. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I also love the running joke of every time the baby changes hands, the Dr. Spock book Goes with with him him (laughs) until it's the very end, and it's the copy of the Dr. Spock book, and it's got burns on it because it was in the car (laughs) that had been (laughs) blown up. up. (laughs) And so when they finally bring him back in and put him in the crib, and they set the the Spock book back down.
2: (laughs) Are you ready for some trivia? I
1: am ready. Okay. Six-pack trivia.
2: Um, um, Francis McDormand and Holly Hunter were roommates. At Yale Drama School. Oh. So that's probably
1: how they met. Because <laughs> she's been married to Joel for 30 Probably uh, around, years, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, so Ed was specifically written for Holly Hunter. How funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, we talked about Blood Simple earlier. Um, this was meant to be an upbeat movie yeah. after they did Blood Simple. It is. You also mentioned this. The opening credits happen 11 minutes into the movie.
1: Yeah. That's nuts.
2: The it's just a weird long lead in. We've talked about their the their sort of writing and the tennis ball, the back and forth. Yes, it's kind of their dialect. Correct. It's um it's a mixture of slang, uh, the way magazines are written and the way the Bible is written. You could say they're just taking like a a, a snapshot of or a layer of the onion that is America. Okay, you know, mm-hmm. and, and making their dialogue. But you know how Shakespearean had that their the ver- their pentameter,
1: ver- not uh,
2: iambic pentameter. Thank you. Yeah. This is, I think, personal trivia. I find a lot of similarities to My Name is Earl. So, hence the recasting that I did. <laughs> um, I have
1: only two also Rands. Um, uh, Cohens are very specific with who they want. I have none
2: for my next. You couldn't be more. Eh, 1986, Kevin Costner would have been okay as high. He was more. I wouldn't a... say
1: no, but I see he was definitely. Well, you think about 85, you think about Silverado. If he's more in that young. Yeah.
2: And you talked and about uh, you talked about cannon. a lot of you talked about a lot of screaming in this earlier. <laughs> there was a lot of screaming. Who would have been an actress that could have played Ed that in 1986 played Ed in 1986, and then maybe a year earlier did nothing but scream through half of a movie?
1: What was she a possibility for Ed? Kate Capshaw. Wow. Yeah.
2: Wouldn't no, no, that would not. She has. No, mm. and she has no talent. Yes, you can say it. It's okay. She's actually. Do really, you? I like Willie Scott as a character, but fuck, she's awful for half of that movie. Because she's screaming. Yes, yes. Which and is funny too, because
1: well, Ed doesn't scream at all. In, Ed yells yeah. or shouts. But here's the reason. Yeah. Here's
2: the reason Willie Scott sucks is because she's not Marion
1: Ravenwood, and she's also more of a damsel in distress. And Marion was not exactly. Okay. And what
2: are your final thoughts? Does it still hold up?
1: Uh, yeah. I think that. Raising Arizona often gets better with additional viewings, yes. like most Coen Brother movies yes. usually do. The good ones. Uh, yeah. Eh, well, all of them, well, I guess. Yeah. While a lot of the oddball characters and wacky action pulls you in, what makes it more fun is really paying attention to how well-spoken H.I., Gale, Evil actually are, or how many brilliant throwaway lines uh, are delivered by practically every single character in this movie. Like, don't you get it? were swingers you know like his, i didn't i never paid attention to the fact that the guy that was over there who was married to francis um, mcdormand francis mcdormand i didn't realize that was his boss that's oh. why he got fired yeah. because he punched out his boss yeah <laughs> this is a must see for anyone who wants to watch a coen brothers movie but doesn't know where to start if you start at the beginning, you're going to get something way different with Blood Simple, but start yeah. er, way at the, close to the beginning. Yeah. Um, it's wacky. It's outrageous. It's often over the top, but you can't help but love the characters that they created uh, and the actors who actually bring them to life. They're ridiculous, but they have heart and are incredibly endearing. It's just a fun romp that makes me laugh. Every time I hit play, I had been way too long since I'd watched this last I felt the same way. And I was like, man, I forgot how much I really enjoy this movie, but
2: there's so little of it. It's yes, So it's such a short movie for them that it's right. like, okay, I need to, I need to wait a few years before I watch it again.
1: And every time you, you watch either it want
2: it to, you, you either want to wait two or three years or you want to watch it again the next day because yes, it's so fast. I, I, absolutely still holds up for me. I I've always loved this movie even when I was a kid and I didn't even really totally know what I was watching. I kinda it's goofy enough that even if a kid's watching it it's like he's got a panty on his head, he's running down the street. Uh, you know what I mean? It's it's goofy. It's got a it's got a tone that the Coen's sorta of, Well, they they found their voice here. Like They did. I, I've not seen Blood Simple. I'm I'm gonna correct that possibly this evening. But here almost 40 years ago, they found their tone. It's not as dark as they went later, but it's got all of the, most of the ticks, most of the boxes that you want to check off are not check off the whistles. Uh, It's a Star Trek reference. I'm going (laughs) to cut that out. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Radio edit. It's got all the, all the box you want to check that the Coens are, are responsible for weird, rich characters Fun, rich, back and forth dialogue, quick, kind of dark, funny. It's equal parts. <laughs> it's equal parts explosions, bugs, bunny. Yeah. And <laughs> I fucking love this movie. <laughs> Let's do Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Now, with Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, the caveat it's only about 20 years old. People aren't really showing movies on TV anymore, so there's no vintage 80s-ass trailer for it. Yeah, you don't have a TV spot, or I couldn't find one. But so. you got, a, you got, a, you got a, a decent trailer for it? Mm-hmm. Let's hear it.
1: Daddy! Hello, sugar. <laughs> How's my little girl? Uh-huh. He ain't our
0: daddy. I am the only daddy you got. I am the damn paterfamilias. Now mama's got a new boat. Keep on... Vernon here's got a job. Vernon's got prospects. He's bona fide. What are you? You can't marry him. Why can't I I am and I will? This uh, gentleman bothering you? Well, you can't marry my wife. And stay out of the Woolworth. To get back to his wife and kids, Ulysses Everett McGill will do anything. Hey, any boys, Smithy. But he's about to get off on the wrong track. Who elected you leader of this outfit? Well, Pete, I figured it should be the one with the capacity for abstract thought. Boys, you just stick with me. we're in a tight spot. Believe me, I got a plan. And I can get my wife back and we can get out of here. Okay, I'm with you fellas. Ain't you going to introduce this, Pete? I've seen him first! Pete! <laughs> ah! Them sirens loved him up and turned him into a horny toad. <laughs> you two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. <laughs> Allow me to introduce myself. Big Dan! Toot core! <laughs> hey, what line of work are you in, George? Come and get me, Captain! Huh? <laughs> oh, George, not the livestock. <laughs> Wait a minute. Since we've been following your lead, we got nothing but trouble. You have eluded me for the last time. <laughs> I got the answers. I'm bonafide. Maybe your friends think I'm just a stranger. I think you know. You're gonna go far. I'll need you, on God's and you ever been with a woman? I gotta get the family farm back before I can start thinking
1: about that.
2: It's so that's a tough one for me because I just watched this last night.
1: I don't think that line with that <laughs>
2: the bonafide line yeah. when he says it. No, it's not uh, in the movie. Yeah, I don't recall that. The bonafide that that running joke happens in the way late in the movie when he finally gets back and meets the. Meets back up with the worthy gals. Right. I don't remember how old I was the first time I saw this. I do. I was...
1: I was probably 26.
2: (laughs) You saw it when it first came out? Yeah. Okay. uh, (laughs) Took me a few years to get to this one.
1: I was about 26 when this film was released sometime in late December of 2000. Uh, Most likely for awards consideration, which I got two. It got nominated for two Academy Awards. What were those? Adapted Screenplay and Cinematography.
2: Oh you're good. Oh. I I saw you do this. No, I'm like, what? I was trying to not I was trying to not do this. Got it. But yet here we are.
1: And then I saw your finger and I'm like, are you pointing
2: at me? Hey remember remember last week when you asked me about the definition of the word irony? In All of my efforts not to disrupt you—you disrupted disrupted you. I could have—it's just
1: probably how you grabbed it in your. I guess
2: I could have taken a shit on the desk here, and it might have been less disruptive. But here we are. I'm glad you didn't. Me too. Yeah, me too.
1: I don't think I was a a completely true Coen Brothers believer yet, but I was getting close to becoming a convert when this came out. Okay. So that's most likely. Like I saw Fargo. By the time this came out, I would have seen The Big Lebowski. No, I didn't see that in the theater. That was not until like HBO or Showtime, and so I was just like, ah, "Yeah, I, I'm I'm starting to dig their stuff. I think I'm going to go see that." So yeah,
2: I I'd seen Raising Arizona obviously as a kid, and I saw Lebowski, but I didn't make the connection that they not necessarily exist in the same universe, but were done by the same computer brain or whatever, the same the same shared brain or the they same are shared, the shared brain, shared force. It. I think I was still pissed about Batman and Robin. And I was like, fuck George Clooney. I'm not, it just looks like, it looked like fucking glamorizing hillbilly culture to me at the time. I just, I didn't have a sense that the Coens, like I didn't, you know what I mean? I wasn't familiar with them. Okay. I'd like the Big Lebowski, but it didn't. I can
1: can understand where you were coming from with that because
2: I didn't have a, I didn't have a, a sense that they, like I said, they, I don't of their think, work overall. I don't think that I hadn't Clooney, seen Fargo yet. I don't think that Clooney had really
1: started to hit that that big stardom yet. He until was it was like Ocean's Eleven kind of planted was him ramp. That, he, was he was ramping was, up. here. He yeah. was getting there, but he was not completely there yet. He was
2: I was up there because he got to be Batman anyway. He got he, to be Batman, but in a really shit awful movie. It, it's it never this never looked interesting to me. I think I was I can I, understand that. It's I was I well, was like nineteen, dude. I sometimes was,
1: period pieces are doesn't matter like yeah. i don't know if one of my nephews is still this way but for a period of time he just didn't want to watch any westerns cuz he didn't want to watch something that was Old-timey,
2: you know, or whatever. (laughs) ain't even (laughs) old-timey. I remember the soundtrack being hot shit that year.
1: Oh, my God. That was one of the first things that I wrote down here. My mom had that. I said, damn it, if this soundtrack didn't sell all the fucking time when I worked in the media department at Best Buy. (laughs) Uh, Especially the first year or two following its release. And we would never get enough copies in. Because whomever was in charge of ordering them uh, would never order enough copies. For the demand. You were living here at the time, right? Oh, yeah. I was already You moved, you moved here in 98, right? 99.
2: Okay. so Yeah. So this... Okay.
1: God, we would always get like five in. Just five? And, you know, and then we'd sell out. And then we'd have to wait for our truck to come in. And you were hoping maybe they would be in there. Nope, it's not in this one. And every once in a while, and then by the time they're like, oh, we're going to sell these, we would get a shipment of like 30 to 60. Yeah. And then they would sit there forever. <sighs>
2: I I just, it just, the, the, this whole thing felt like a fad or something to me. It
1: did, especially down here. I don't know how it would have been living out in California if it had the same thing, but I mean, there was this whole like.
2: And I, I mean, I couldn't have been more wrong, dude. I fucking, uh, I love this movie. Well, again, another cold open. What did they call it? That the old, old, they didn't call it old timey.
1: Did they call it old timey when they're talking about the music and the, you know, the hymnals? Not hymnals, Um, but like. They
2: <laughs> we're steeped in um, oh shit yeah
1: what is it? whatever Stephen Root called it first and they kind of reference it later
2: uh, I can't remember <laughs> I just fucking watched it last night because I, I was like cause, I, I was watched like, it two nights I was ago. like he's saying Negro right and like he that's is. probably not cool but he's saying it he's he's he's, the- he's saying it close and I I do think they made a conscious decision to say Negro and not not do I'm any racial glad. epithets in this yeah, yeah
1: it was. It helps Regardless us. of the time, it's still... It makes, this, it, it, it
2: makes this movie age better. Yes, uh, I, I agree. Not 100% well, but... Oh, God damn it. Uh, not traditional. Well, we are steeped in... The-
0: These the- here are the Soggy Bottom Boys out of Cottonella, Mississippi. Songs of salvation to save the soul. Uh, we hear that you pay good money to sing into a can. Well, that all depends. You boys do Negro songs? Uh, well, uh, sir, we are Negroes, all except for our uh, our company, uh, uh, the fellow that plays the guitar. Yeah, well, I don't record Negro songs. No, I'm looking for some old timey material. You see, people can't seem to get enough of it since we started broadcasting it on the pappy old Daniel Flower. Also, thank you for stopping by, but sir. Uh, the Soggy Bottom Boys have been steeped in old timey material. Heck, we're silly with it, ain't we, boys? That's right. That's right. We ain't really Negroes. Oh, except for
2: our accompaniments. <laughs> our com- our accompaniments. Our I love the joke that they're all that, uh, Everett's that well spoken, but he but doesn't he, know accompaniment. Correct. <laughs> it's almost porky pig.
1: I guess it was old timey after yeah, all of that. It, we are
2: steeped <laughs> in old timey I mean, tradition. Old timey. <laughs> <laughs> Tatura actually called this
1: movie a hillbilly musical comedy adventure.
2: Nothing wrong that's, with that.
1: That's I thought that was a really good uh, definition of his
2: what... fucking southern accent is great. Uh, huh. man, I will watch him do anything. I fucking love him. I, I love him, too. He's
1: he really sinks himself into whatever character he's playing. Yeah.
2: He, uh, and Delmer. If I got Jamie to come in here, she would confirm this. Delmer is her dad. <laughs> like, oh. Her dad isn't dumb like Delmer. Her dad is innocent. Like I think this Delmer. is the first thing I ever really remember seeing Tim Blake Nelson
1: in. and uh, Maybe. <clears throat> at least for me. Apparently, he's the uh, one of the things in my trivia he's the only one out of everybody that was in the cast and crew that actually had read um, Homer's Odyssey. Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because he is. He went to school for... Um, Booking? Like, like English literature. Or, gotcha. st- or not English literature, but cl- the classics or something along we those
2: watched lines. This, We watched this... We, I just watched this movie last night, and, and uh, three or four times I paused it and looked at Jamie and I'm like, that is your fucking dad. <laughs> just the innocence that he has. Right. Where <laughs> There's
1: just a touch of naivete. Yeah. You know? It's not... He's not... And he's not that
2: dumb. He's not. He's more naive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> them sirens loved him up and turned him into into a a hornet toad toad. (laughs) this this wasn't my
1: favorite scene but when they're in the theater Uh
2: uh-huh oh my god do not seek the treasure we thought you was a toad what do (laughs) (laughs) and that that bit when they get um Ah fuck! I forget what he's saying, but he's like, and then we was banished from the Woolworths. I don't know, Everett. Was it the chain or the just the one store? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> love that line. <laughs> oh man. Um, oh, I know. Can I do a two sentence summary? Yes. <laughs> costanza's boss chases batman and the jesus through depression era mississippi john goodman is 27 carat gold as always <laughs> should have been 24 but i fucked up
1: yeah well what are you gonna do
2: I, you could i could take it again but i nailed it that time other than saying 27 instead of
1: 24 he's 27. He's, he's so special he's got three extra
2: carrots big dantique he's big he's big yeah, man. he's big he, man. he's three extra carrots <laughs> You know, honestly, three extra carrots wouldn't hurt John Goodman at this point. He well, have you seen? You've seen him recently. He's yeah, well yeah, gaunt for yeah. for him.
1: Well, he chose to lose the weight too. Oh, good I for mean, him. It's his age and yeah, he is thinned down significantly. Love John Goodman. Um, this was probably the first movie I started to pay attention to Roger Deakins cinematography.
2: I don't know. Okay, if- so is that shit green screen? Like especially when they get on the train track and it's like, say, uh, any of you fellow Smithies, it looks green screen. There right?
1: are a couple of shots that look kind of green screen. I don't know if it was the version that I had on DVD that it was just – the quality wasn't high enough. But there are some that look like green screen. Um, there is um, – Or is it just a natural There, there is a part of the trivia that I will go into – right now that well I might as well since you're asking specifically okay. um one of the notable features of the film is that it uses digital color correction to give the film a sepia tinted look. Okay. Joel this was like the first major motion picture that they went in and color corrected everything
2: digitally. Okay, so that's why it looks off. It's Correct. not green screen, it's just digitally right.
1: colored. It's okay. a yeah <laughs> Joel Cohen stated that this was because the actual sets was greener than Ireland when they filmed it and because they filmed a lot in either um, Mississippi or in either North Carolina or South Carolina was where they filmed most of their Uh – most of their footage. Uh, And so Roger Deakins, their cinematographer, stated Ethan and Joel favored a dry, dusty delta look with golden sunsets Uh, and they wanted it to look like an old hand-tinted picture. With the uh, intensity of the colors dictated by the scene and the natural skin tones, Um, initially the crew crew had actually tried performing the color correction with the film itself. Like in camera? uh, Not in camera, but they can do color corrections with the film with other chemicals to adjust it. Oh, okay. And it just wasn't working right, so they scanned everything in and he spent like eight weeks adjusting everything. You know what? I remember
2: that now being a thing. That they did some sort of – back then it was – they were doing some sort of new digital mumbo-jumbo to it. Correct. That was – this
1: was the first it major motion picture. It doesn't hold up. I don't have the highest quality looking uh, – I still have it on DVD when I watched it, and some of it looks fine. Some of it sticks out a little to bit. To be clear,
2: I mean the digital – The color, digital, yeah. The color correction doesn't hold up, it's, and it There's, stands out. Yeah, Everything the, else about this movie, it's fucking amazing.
1: Yeah, um, I, so. I was. I'm glad you said that because the it did. There were some scenes where I don't know if the blue screen would have stood out as much, but because of the color correction, it may have altered it some. And it was is like, it whoa.
2: is it commonplace now to do digital color correction like that, or do they? It's common. Okay, which it takes me into what doesn't work for me. That's really the only thing. Like, other than that, this movie is flawless for me. Comedically, I think it's spot on. I think
1: pacing, however, I would have shaved 10 minutes off of it this Not time. Not, I now. wouldn't shave a fucking second. Uh, I felt like it, it drug a little for me. Really? I don't know why. Where would you, um, where would you shave 10? I don't minutes? know. That was the other thing I wrote down here. I says, I don't know where I would exactly cut it, cut it, but I did feel like there were certain parts that just, that took a little long. Probably been. 10 15 years <clears throat> since
2: I watched it. I watched, oh, wow, it really? I
1: watched it several times when I first got it. Okay. But for some reason,
2: I just stopped. We probably watch it once a year. Um, yeah. I haven't. I don't like the scene where uh, George Nelson shoots the cow. Oh, yeah. God. I fucking hate that. I, I, because the cow doesn't die either. Or one the, gets the, hit. Yeah. but He shoots it three or four times and it, or it gets hit three yeah. or four times and it doesn't die. It just, it doesn't, then yeah, the, one gets hit, like, oh, the one gets hit by the car. Yeah. That one probably died. It's like, just rough. I I get it, dude. It's violence, and I, I just... It's the violence on an
1: animal that has... So I'm, just, I'm just walking around here, man. Yeah, I'm trying to fucking eat, I I hate more than the coppers is cows! And I'm he, just out
2: here being a cow, eating and shitting and pissing at the same time.
1: <laughs> I think it was it's weird watching it this time around. I never really made this connection personally, but um, Ulysses Everett McGill, he, he combs his hair and has it greased back with the pomade... Huh. Reminds me of uh my grandfather on my mom's side. Really? Uh he probably used some type of homade. I don't know. I never saw that, but man, I I never saw him put it that in his hair, but damn it if his hair wasn't greasy just like that. Time to change that oil, Pop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be another person like the way like George McFly's hair was would, uh-huh. would just spot on to my grandfather. It's it's kind of eerie, almost. I used
2: to know a dude back in the day. He used Murray's hair pomade. Mm-hmm. It was just it was this kid lives across the street from a, a friend of mine, and he, uh, he had this real frizzy, just real frizzy hair. And he put pomade in it. And I tried that shit one time. And it's like, you ever, did you ever fuck with it? No. Nope. You might as well put fucking Vaseline in your hair.
1: That's what it looked like.
2: It's fucking Vaseline, dude. Yeah. it's, it's a petroleum
1: type of product, right? Yeah. The,
2: the pleasing aroma is half the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, dude, for a bunch of illiterate jistains, yeah. <laughs> the KKK sure can learn a fucking dance number, huh? Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> I forgot about them coming up on that.
2: <laughs> Motherfuckers can't read or write, but they can fucking learn a choreographed. They desecrated a burning cross. <laughs> These boys stumped all over our venerated observances. <laughs>
1: Uh this was the first time that I realized that that, that Clooney had more comedic range than I had ever seen in the past. Yeah. Like oh, he's, he's got good timing. He's really funny. Yeah, <laughs> like he was pulling it off like really well. And that was you'd never really seen that before, not out of him. They saw him uh the Coens saw him in um Soderbergh's uh Out of Sight from 98 and they saw that movie and hmm. said uh, they went and Flew out specifically to see George while he was uh, Clooney in uh, Arizona and said, we want you in our movie. And he agreed to it without even reading the script.
2: Nice. So I thought it was kind of cool. I also like that they low key, like you don't really need to reinforce to anyone that the clan are the bad guys. <laughs> but they just take their own little way around to show that like, just in case you didn't think Big Dan Teague was a bad guy. He's a fucking clans member. Oh yeah. Just in case you didn't think that uh Homer Stokes was a bad guy. He's, he's a the bad, grand he's yeah. the grand wizard. Yeah. And his little wizard is a bad guy Mini too. Mini wizard. <laughs> Mini wizard. Is that what you get?
1: <laughs> a dairy queen? Oh, those are blizzards. <laughs>
2: <laughs> clan blizzard. <laughs> yeah. Would be like burn. <laughs> what would be in a clan blizzard? Made with Burnt real- Bible pages. <laughs> white milk for sure uh <laughs> little pieces of burning cross <laughs> comes now, with a white now, cap now everything <laughs> <laughs> nathan for the win they ain't real <laughs> pieces. now daddy they ain't real pieces of burning cross you see it's it's little bits of chocolate i know i know but it looks like the bits of the burning cross but it's got the white cap on it so grandpa wants some i heard you get say, a graham
1: cracker. i heard him say cracker
2: <laughs> i was in <laughs> What's your favorite liner scene? In <laughs> do they this
1: grab movie? it? Do they hold it upside down before they hand it? <laughs> Does the cap fall off?
2: <laughs> no, you can't let that. Don't, don't let that cap touch the ground. <laughs> uh, see, so just in case, fuck the clan, <laughs> fuck the founder of the clan, fuck any current member of the clan, and fuck their ice cream treats if they like
1: them. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs>
2: I I do like too that that was almost a little uh, not a send up of the clan scene from Blazing Saddles, but it was definitely definitely related by blood maybe yeah. Uh, what's your favorite scene? Favorite line or scene? It's a clip, isn't it?
0: Well, didn't look like a one horse town, but try finding a decent hair jelly. Go for Everett. and no transmission belt for two weeks neither. Huh? They damned that river on the twenty first. Today is the 17th. Don't I know it. We got but four days to get to that treasure. After that, it will be at the bottom of a lake. We ain't gonna make it walking. Well, that's right. Go for Everett. But the old tactician's got a plan. For the transportation that is, I don't know how I'm gonna keep my coiffure in order. How's this a plan? How we gonna get a car? Sell that. I figure you can only have painful association for Wash. To Washington? Bartholomew Hogwallop from his loving Cora, and more. The deal diff- is. This is in his bureau. I reckon it'll fetch us enough cash for a good use out of our and a little left over besides. Whew. You got some light fingers, Everett. Gopher. You You stole from my kin. Who was fixing to betray us? You didn't know that at the time. So I borrowed it till I did know. That don't make no sense. He is a fool, who looks for logic in the chambers of the human heart. Now, what the hell is that saying?
2: That goes into the uh, baptism baptizing. scene. Yeah, yeah, the baptizing. Uh man. I love that. Like, those people are just all walking through. Walking the woods. through. Yeah. It's kind of ghost yeah, like, almost. Yeah, yeah. Ethereal or something, it, but it's just like. <laughs> it's. We would be remiss if we didn't mention the earlier scene when they're sleeping up in the the hayloft, and he just keeps going, we're in a tight spot, Jens.
1: Damn, damn, we're in a tight spot. <laughs> he says like four times.
2: About a year ago, I tried to work that into my daily, like at work. You'd be like, oh, fellas, we're behind. We're in a tight spot here, Jens. <laughs> it didn't catch on. I thought it was funnier than hell, but <laughs> my guys didn't think it was.
1: We are in a tight spot.
2: We're in a tight spot. I just love how he's like, I held on to it. <laughs> Till I did know. Till I did know. Are No n f t. We we bust that one out a lot around here. Okay, fuck. It's tough to pick a favorite out of here. Um, so I did kind of a medley, if you'll allow me. I've got. Uh, I will allow you because I have
1: one. It's specific all, line.
2: Okay, it, mine is from the same section of the movie, uh, and it's here. It is.
1: Who the hell is that? Starla Worthy.
0: Starla McGill. You mean? How come you never told me about her? you were hit by a train? That's another thing. Why are you telling our gals I was hit by a train? Lots of respectable people been hit by trains. Judge Hobby over in Cookville was hit by a train. What was I supposed to tell him That you were censored the penal form and I divorced you from the chain? Uh, I take your point. But it does put me in a damn awkward position vis-à-vis vis- vis my progeny. Hello, Penny. This uh, gentleman bothering you? You, Walter? Uh-huh, that's right. In a train. Excuse me. I got news for you. In case you hadn't noticed, I was like hit by a train. Six daughters. Seven, daddy. That ain't your daddy, Alvinell. Your daddy was hit by a train. Penny, you stop that. No, you stop it. Vernon here's got a job. Vernon's got prospects. He's bonafide. What are you? I'll tell you what I am. I'm the pedophilius and you can't marry him Why can't I can i am and i will tomorrow i gotta think about the little Warver gals they look to me for answers bernie can support them and buy them lessons on the clarinet the only good thing you ever did for the gals was to get here by that train well you lying unconstant succubus whoa 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 you can't swear at my fiance <laughs> oh yeah well, you can't marry
2: my wife. Fucking love that. I did It's a long ass scene, and I didn't want to I didn't want to go too far right on it. That fight
1: scene is great. Dude. That, <laughs> did,
2: but, yeah. dude, how does what is what sort of fight stance is that? Like you're not guarding your face at no, all, bro. No. No. Oh, man. I just I love the <laughs> my favorite my favorite favorite out of that is the only good thing you ever did for the gas was get hit by that the train. train. <laughs> he didn't get hit by the <laughs> <a> fucking train. <laughs> <laughs> she's so sexy in that man I just I clearly I married a southern woman with a little bit of an attitude uh-huh. it's just I can see part yeah, of the reason yeah. why it's a little spitfires oh
1: man my favorite line comes right before the scene that I had played was was well ain't this place a geographical oddity two weeks from everywhere yes.
2: <laughs> I do like that sirene scene too where they're it's very sexy yeah uh, I seen him first. <laughs> yeah, the first, I seen him first. <laughs> um, we talked earlier about uh, did we do uh, magic wand or did we do recast? I did recast in this one again. Mine was a magic wand, and
1: this one was really difficult for me. And something came to mind, and it's a, it's a very just boom, what just a slight tweak. Just one, okay? Uh, I would have changed the lead character's name to Ulysses Everett McDonough oh fuck while it doesn't roll off the that's, tongue as easily that's great I man. believe this was a missed opportunity for the Cohen brothers to show
2: that this w- Everett was H.I.'s grandfather that would have been fucking <laughs> brilliant man that's great kind of like I was I wanted them to have the same hair pomade yeah in Phrasing Arizona oh yeah. man that's good Um, I did recast again are you ready for this how many did you recast? How many characters? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um six and a half, really. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't recast Penny. Holly Hunter is Yeah. She's there's no there's no touching. Have you ever
1: her. seen broadcast news? No. Yeah, I think you'd enjoy that. Holly the, Hunter is in that as well.
2: She did uh, a great movie back in ninety six called Home for the Holidays with uh, oh. Robert Downey Jr. It's
1: a Thanksgiving movie, isn't it? I yeah. think that was directed yeah. by um I don't remember Iris. the name. What's your name Iris, from
2: uh, Taxi Driver? Jodie Jody Foster? Foster,
1: I think, directed that.
2: You went with Iris, not Clary Starling. Okay.
1: What's well, the first thing that I thought of? That's fair enough. That's All fair right.
2: enough. Um, I made a late-in-the-game change today to some of my recasting, so we'll talk about it in a second. Okay, so oh. for Pappy O'Donnell, Governor. Jackie Gleason. All right. Smokey and the Bandit era Jackie Gleason. Right. Everett McGill. Bruce Campbell. He's nailing that roguish, good-look, devil-may-care kind of thing. Bruce Campbell. For Pete, Adam Sandler.
1: All right. I can see that.
2: For Delmer, Michael Keaton. <laughs> A little less pizza, Steve, but <laughs> okay. Michael Keaton. Originally, I had Michael Keaton as Everett. Could have been good, too.
1: That could have been good, too.
2: But Michael Keaton is Delmer. I originally had Tom Hanks as Delmer. Forrest Gumpy. For The sheriff,
1: oh, the one the who's devil. hunting him down, yeah. The devil, yeah, yeah. Morgan Freeman, that would have been different, but that would have been good. Stoic, good, and would have wouldn't have worked for the, this era, unfortunately. No,
2: no, 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 not at no. all. Well, this is your recasting, so you go right yeah. ahead. And I said for Penny, um, it's got to be Holly Hunter. I tried, I couldn't think of anybody. I looked, I searched, nobody could be as good as Holly Hunter. And finally, for uh, uh, Dan, Big Dan Teague, John Candy. Play him against type. Yeah, that definitely would have been against
1: type. Has he ever really played? I don't think like, John Candy ever really played a bastard. But he'd have
2: been a good big Dan Teague. Mm. I think. Ah, I like that. Thanks. Um, you texted me yesterday and said specifically to look at the cabin at the end. I don't think it's the Evil Dead cabin. I think it's a set piece, if that's what you were going for. It is a set piece made to look like dead cabin is it really mm-hmm. okay well thanks for tuning in everybody we'll see you next week i was
1: trying to pull up exactly what this <laughs> said specifically um Hold
2: on are the and this may be in your trivia I've, I've, Joel
1: have was the assistant editor on that's right on evil dead no. and so that's
2: why on the original on the original that's evil dead, right mm-hmm. um before you get into your trivia and it might be part of that the soggy bottom boys costume with the beards mm-hmm. is that a easy top reference i don't think so is nothing that, that i came across is it just just there think. was a
1: lot of trivia that i'm not gonna include was it long-winded it was a lot of it was long-winded but a lot of it had to do with old school either gospel music or that 1920s era Stuff that I just, I was not familiar not with. to touch it, yeah. Right. No if one's you really want to dig into it,
2: all there's stuff. Yeah, go at it. Okay. What's your trivia? <clears throat>
1: um, Clooney did not immediately understand his character when he finally got the script. And so he sent the script to his Uncle Jack, who uh, lived in Kentucky. Because <laughs> Kentucky. <clears throat> he's from Kentucky as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he asked him to read the entire script into a tape recorder, unknowing, uh, <clears throat> unknown to Clooney, Uh, In his recording, Jack, a devout Baptist, omitted all instances of the words of damn and hell from the Cohen script, which only became known to Clooney after the directors pointed it out halfway through shooting. (laughs) You're not getting the lines right. You're missing something because he was going off how his uncle was delivering it. Because it goes
2: for one of my favorite lines, which I'll go back to the front, which is, I don't want fop. I'm a Dapper Dan man, goddammit. Yeah. That's great. So Clooney was so far removed from his family that he didn't know how to like he didn't know his Southernisms apparently. Okay. That's sad. Uh Tim Blake Nelson was Joel Cohen's
1: neighbor. No shit. And so Joel hadn't really seen him act in anything and when the Cohen sent him the script he thought they were asking his advice as a former classics major. <laughs> And so that's why he, they thought they reached out to him is because he knew the classics. And so that was the other piece of trivia is that Nelson was the only member of the cast and principal crew that had actually read the Odyssey. <laughs> uh, Joel Cohen called this the Lawrence Arabia of Hayseed movies.
2: Hayseed. <laughs> hey,
1: um, you do know that Joel and Ethan Cohen were pretty much co-directors for all of their movies, but mm-hmm. because of the Directors Guild, for the longest time there was only supposed to be one. One, and so that's why it was always directed by Joel, but produced by Ethan. Well, yeah. in fact, they, they, and, they, they, and they go back and forth, they, correct? But yeah. they they do everything together. <clears throat> the popularity of the movie spawned interest in several pomades, which is fucking gross. But apparently Dapper Dan and Fop both able to purchase on the internet. Oh, shit. A new uh, UK company formed in 2011 is called the Dapper Dan Company and sells a variety of grooming products. And apparently Amazon.com carries both Dapper Dan and Fop pomade on its website. (laughs) Who's using it? People in the past. Weird people. Uh, The Cow That Gets Run Over is a CGI creation made by Digital Domain. Fortunately, the company already had created cow designs in their files, having to create one being eaten by a crocodile in the movie Lake Placid. Lake Placid. (laughs) The use of the name Soggy Bottom Boys for the band actually foreshadows the end of the film when the four band members find themselves at the soggy bottom of a lake. And thus endeth the
2: my trivia. The flooding of the, the valley is like um, a, a TVA thing.
1: They hint at it. They actually, when he throws the paper into the fire.
2: Oh, yes.
1: One says that they're going to flood it. There's a notice. Yeah. Uh, there's a notice in there. And then there was one other thing I can't remember. I did not actually pull that from trivia, but it was they gave two hints of what was going on. And one was that they were going to flood the valley, and the other one was... Shit, I can't
2: remember. Fascinating. isn't Wasn't it? <laughs> Does it still hold up for you? Yes, absolutely. Once I... This is like a Godfather-type movie for me. Like, you always heard about it. Uh-huh. Once I finally sat down and watched... Obviously, there was less time between me hearing about this and watching it than there was with The Godfather. But when you sat down and watched it, it was like, fuck, this, this movie is like... So, my mother's people, they're from... Southern Kentucky, mm-hmm. they're dirt farmers. They're <laughs> pretty farmers. grown dirt. It's just, we're just growing lovely dirt over here. Y'all come on. Anyway, uh, I felt kind of bad for not not getting to it sooner. And it it treats the. You can play Southern people hicks. You can play them dumber than a bag of hammers, right? Right. But it they don't hear. Yeah. They they play them lovingly, simple. Correct. They don't, they don't denigrate that, and you can easily do that. I always forget that Holly Hunter is in the third act in this. She late in the third act. Yeah. She's the way in, like, they
1: play that trailer, they make you think that that happens yeah. and then he goes to jail and yeah. then tries to make his way back and you realize she's, everything
2: is in the last act. She's got a Hannibal Lecter amount of screen time. She does. She's in like three scenes. <laughs> the little uh I've counted a three. I've counted a three and I've seven pace. <laughs> uh oh fucking Jodie Foster actually could have been good. Yeah, that's her. And I'm sorry. Uh, I always forget that she's she doesn't turn up until the end of the movie. And I f- fucking find myself anymore about halfway through going like, fuck, when do we get to Holly Hunter? Because <laughs> the chemistry between the two, the back and forth, mm-hmm. is so... It's really good. It's so... Yeah. It's I, f- I hope they had fun. Because it looks like, as actors, that's some good shit to chew on. Like, they could have had fun doing that.
1: Yeah, I think... What I like about this movie is they they have a they had a reverence about the culture, the culture. Yeah, um, it kind of feels like well, it wasn't obviously it's a period piece because it was made in two thousand and it's supposed to be what nineteen thirty seven or something like that. Uh, it's like it's kind of like a snapshot though in time. Yeah, and they capture it really well. And that was one of the other things that I I had kind of put down in my notes that I just remembered was. You always get a really good production value with the Coen brothers, especially when they're doing a period piece. It never looks chintzy. It doesn't look like, God, man, they cut some corners on this shit. Never with their movies, especially once they started to get more notoriety. Yep. After Fargo specifically, they really anything that they wanted to do, whether it was, you know, specifically in the past or Western, I mean everything just looks so authentic. It doesn't look like they're walking onto a set, it just looks like they're there. Yeah. And that's the way this movie looks. Charles um, Derning is so good in this too. Charles Durning has looked almost
2: the same age for about forty years yeah. too. Well until he died. Yes. But <laughs> four or five years ago. Everybody in this is a master of their craft. Correct, and because the, the Coens aren't choosing fucking B players, you know they're no,
1: they're not. They don't. They pick specific. I mean, you notice I didn't have anything to do with casting on this because it's almost mm. like they specifically choose who they Same. want, and they're like, yes, that's what I want to do. So there's rarely a. They also had this character in mind. I, or this I, person I talked in about.
2: Mind. I talked about like what my favorite scene was, but it's actually probably that last shot, which is when this. He's I don't know I don't know if he's the Stygian ferry but he's the ferryman. The old blind guy on the on the train car. Right. He The one who talked about a cow on a yeah. <laughs> house of he cuts through the um the vanishing point of that scene. Mm-hmm. And there's something to me about the way an old southern town rises up from the train stop or river stop. And that's what that little town at the end of that does. It, you can see the little the little high street that comes up and turns off to the right. They look industrial and warm at the same time. Bull Durham does it too. I might I have might even mentioned it. And I think... I think
1: I know what you're talking about.
2: You said earlier when... Uh, uh, you're talking about where they filmed. They filmed in North Carolina. I would probably say that scene was filmed in North Carolina. Because there ain't no hills in Mississippi. <laughs> pretty they flat. They fucking nailed the way... In that, in that last shot. They They nailed the way it would have looked... Simple, small, slow. I and- think.
1: I think for the most part, the movie holds up. But for some reason, watching it this last time, I feel like a little. I, it lost a little bit of its luster for me for some reason, and I don't know why. I huh. don't know. I don't know if it was just time had passed and it just wasn't clicking like it did before. Uh, I didn't dis like watching this. I always enjoy watching most Coen Brothers movies, or at least the ones that I do really enjoy. Sure. Um, I just, it didn't feel as charming as it did the last time. And I, I, I don't know what caused it. Um, I just, I don't, I don't hold it as in high regards as I used to. Wow. I don't think it's, I don't, I wouldn't put it in their upper, upper, like echelon of films. Really? To me. That's, that's fine. Now, I don't agree with I'm, you. Now but... I may, I may change my mind in five years. And I may go back to it and go. You know what? I was, I was, maybe I was overthinking it. I don't know. But for some reason, it just felt a little bit longer than it should have been. Hmm. For some reason, and it just didn't seem as captivating to me as it did the last time I saw it. I don't, and I don't know why. It just that's just
2: how I feel about it. But I had a, I had a real garbage fucking day at work yesterday. This one, correct it. And you it watched it? it. Didn't correct it, but I, I was afraid that it was going to affect me taking notes on it, and. To a point, it did because I kept pausing and going. And you know what? Another motherfucking thing. But <laughs> eventually, I got I got okay with it. And like I was, like I said, I was afraid it was going to taint how I watched it. It took me it took me about fifteen twenty minutes to get into this last night.
1: Boy, both movies took me about but. ten minutes to click because I forgot how fast a lot of the characters talked yeah, so quickly. I, I, I hadn't because I watched it. Like I said,
2: we watch this about once a year.
1: It was like one of those things where, you know how it takes you a little while to get into watching a film that's in a foreign language and you're reading the subtitles?
2: No, I know. I know what you mean.
1: Yeah. And so it took me a moment to get back into. Except Amelie, dude. I
2: couldn't get into Amelie. I fucking hated that movie. I fucking hated you and Eric Coyle for making me watch that movie. Mad bro? You Look upset. (laughs) I like Pan's Labyrinth. I like Del Toro's stuff. Just didn't like Amelie. Don't so, take a, it personally. I think you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. You're fucking dumb. Asshole, you're fucking <laughs> dumb. I ain't trying to read when I watch movies. I'm trying to watch a movie. All right, so that's Raising Arizona, and that's Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Do you want to do a chaser? Yeah. This one is from Dennis D. in Saskatchewan. He wants to know which, I'm assuming Dennis is a man, sorry, which is the worst. Is it could be Denise. He's from Saskatchewan. <laughs> is Denny. Love you, Canada. <laughs> uh, which is the worst movie trope, the ditzy trophy wife or the non-involved workaholic dad? Ah. I don't know. I don't know either of those. Well, I don't, I don't know. The they ditzy- seem to be more prevalent in TV. TV? Yeah.
1: And if I was going to do that, I'd probably if he, Workaholic Dad. Yeah. I'm tired of that one because it's not at, at least in television, especially like in the eighties and nineties. For sure. Like it was really overplayed and was a poor representation.
2: Saved by the Bell did it, <sighs> Major Dad did yeah. it, uh Hook did it, when his name was Peter Panning. Um, Yeah, it's mm. fucking Mrs. Doubtfire did it. Robin Williams is guilty of it twice. He worked twice as hard. He was the mom and the or he was the dad (laughs) and the nanny. He was the manny Pacquiao. (laughs) 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 Yeah, uh,
1: that's something that Lisa and I always talk about as well. It's really frustrating to see either that or they always have like the commercials and it's always the dumb dad. You know, and it's like, ah, I don't know how to work, or, you know, or I don't know how to do things, or he, he's a deadbeat, you know. It's just that trope is, I feel that trope is used a lot more than the ditzy, you know, they're probably used equally. Candy, they're you know, probably, but they're used, probably used equally. They're probably used equally, but. And I don't want to necessarily come from it uh, because I'm a man and talking about it, but it just feels like that's, it's, it's
2: overused in, in that respect. Sure. <sighs> fuck the fuck the workaholic dads of America. It's quit drinking workahol. Um <laughs> That's a golden girls joke. I stole that. It was a Betty that was a Betty White joke from uh with that said, gang, we will fucking see you next week. In the meantime, you can follow Nathan on Instagram as long as he hasn't made himself private. He is at your movie dude. I am at Darth Holden. I'm also at Big Kid Eclectics, where I sell weird shit. We are on Instagram together, collectively, at Six Pack Double Feature Podcasts. We're on Facebook, as such. If you want to get us a chaser question, hit us up there. Hit us up at lisa.sixpack at gmail.com. She collates those. The the idea behind that is she gets the question and we don't see it, so we can answer it kind of on the spot. Yeah. And uh, like us, follow us, rate us, review us, tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell that fat guy named Mo, Joe, or ho <laughs> that's curly oh yeah my eyes <laughs> uh, about us as well but mostly stay off the moors six pack double feature and pick six are clopec media productions like us at six pack
1: double feature on facebook and instagram or online at six pack double feature rate
2: and review us on spotify or apple music or wherever you get your podcasts And remember, if you pick six, pick six responsibly. I called the pizza dude. All right.